The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. And a happy Monday to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. On today's program, we talk with Joel Brown. He's a co-founder with MineralTracker.com. Talks about their new app, allows people to follow well mapping, projections, Bakken overviews, as well as a number of ways to organize, audit, and track your income if you're a royalty owner. And for those people who just like to follow things like stock markets and baseball scores and just little facts and figures, this is right up your alley. But then, in the second half of the interview... He gives an update from Watford City, well counts, new business openings, housing needs, workforce shortages, some of the additions to the quality of life up there in Watford City. He's an old Denver, Colorado native, lived there for I think 10 years, something like that. And so he, uh, oh wait, maybe it wasn't 10 years, maybe it was a different person I met this weekend that was 10 years there. So anyway, Colorado lived there, moved to Watford City. He went to high school in Wadford City, went out to the Colorado and back. Anyways, the reason I bring up Colorado is because a little juxtaposition there in terms of some of the quality of life and just some of the things that we talk about when it comes to creating a community. So that's kind of what's on tap today at the Multimedia Cafe. But I'll tell you, we had a great conversation with a gentleman off the air about a future program about paper routes, paper boys. Remember back in the old days? I do because I was 10 years old when I got my paper route. Guy I was talking to was 12. And did you know, and I'm sure some of you are old enough to know this, but the paper boys, when they were 10, 11, 12 years old, would go door to door to collect money. So we'd have to go collect eight to $12 from these people. And a lot of times, some of the people didn't pay. So here I'm 10, 11, 12 years old, and I got to go and collect 30, 40, 50 bucks because a guy doesn't want to pay his paper route. The newspaper took it out of our checks. So essentially, as a 10, 11, and 12-year-old, we were subsidizing some people's habits that couldn't afford to pay the paper boy 10, 11, $8 a month, but they had time to do other. It was an interesting conversation. So we're going to bring that to the Multimedia Cafe. I'd, I'd like to get a panel. I'd like to get several different old newspaper delivery boys because that is an art that is just long gone. I mean, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, you're working every day, not Monday through Friday, not five, six days a week, not four days a week, seven days a week you got to get up at 5 a.m 6 a.m got to have them delivered you could be out in minus 20 degree blizzard you're five minutes late on someone's paper and they're giving you the stink eye because you're a 12 year old kid and you didn't get their newspaper to them 
before 7.30 on a Saturday and minus 20 degree blizzard. That's the reality, man. I mean, I grew up with that. I, when I sit back and think about that, that is amazing to me, the way that that formulated and shaped my world into what it is today. No wonder I can get up every single day and make the donuts and, and just love it because, hey, it's not the paper route. Okay, all right, a little Monday morning process here at the Multimedia Cafe. That is why I love the Multimedia Cafe because, really, you never know who's going to stop by. I had no idea that past Jason was going to stop by and talk a little bit about his newspaper days. You know, we did a lot with those newspapers, too. In fact, I built a little, little lawn mowing business to where I would take flyers and insert them in the paper or put them in the doors on the paper route. And then I'd do it to places that didn't even get papers because I was walking by their house anyways. But then eventually I got smart enough to where I would just grab 10 a day. And then those lawns that needed to be mowed on that day or that week, I would just insert it in their place. So that paper route really taught me a lot. And see how past Jason just came back here at the Multimedia Cafe. You never know who's going to stop by and then come back and leave a tip. So let's take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to continue the show. And we're going to have Joel Brown, co-founder of MineralTracker.com, right here at the Multimedia Cafe. Gave her that rock and said, I'm Charlie Sheen. I must be the luckiest man in the world. And Hayden Eastwood, you be my wife. We'll grow old and I'll love you every night. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. Joel Brown, co-founder of Mineral Tracker. Thank you very much for joining us here today. Being big story or the story that we're talking about, which is big in your guys' world and big in a lot of people who own minerals or are interested along those lines. You guys have a new service or a new subscription, something along those lines that uh, I've been seeing all over the internet in press release form. So we thought we'd have you on the program here to find out a little bit more about it. Let's start off by, first of all, do you want to talk about the big news or do you want to maybe give a 30 second <laughs> elevator pitch what you guys do quick? You know, I, th I think maybe for those who maybe haven't heard about Mineral Tracker, Jason, we can just quickly uh, talk about what it is that we do. We're really new. Um, we launched the first original version of Mineral Tracker, uh, the Mineral Tracker Pro subscription in September of 2018. And uh, for those who maybe aren't familiar with what it is that we uh, do, Mineral Tracker is an online application designed as an analysis tool for a specific mineral owner's uh, oil and gas assets. So it's incredibly easy to use, incredibly easy to go sign up. Um, mineral owners can just take a, a one month of check stubs, go straight to the website, and usually sign up in less than 10 minutes. 
Um, and it provides an incredibly valuable analysis tool that uh, puts things into perspective in a way that most people haven't seen it before. And so we launched in September of 2018, the pro package starting at $99 per month. Um, and what we realized was that there are a lot of people that can afford $99 per month. There are a lot of people that are recognizing a lot of value through the subscription that they have already. Um, but we recognized that there was a really broad group of mineral owners in the state of North Dakota who were a little more apprehensive to go and sign up for a technology that was going to cost 99 a month. Um, and so we wanted to create something that uh, for mineral owners who maybe aren't making, you know, in the thousands of dollars per month on their royalties, maybe they're making hundreds, um, that they can still go and get the level of service and get the level of understanding that any other mineral owner could. Um, and so in March, we launched the basic package, uh, which is a free version of Mineral Tracker that has uh, a good portion of the features that the Pro Package does. So that's that's our big news. And that's got to be quite good news for people that have minerals, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm looking at uh, your website right now, mineraltracker.com, which is a great website name because that's the name of your company. And, yeah, um, easy to remember. Right, was uh, mineraltracker.com.com must have been taken, huh? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, those guys, uh, yeah, they already took that one. Yeah, I dare to dream, huh? Okay, but uh, no, I was looking at it and I saw well mapping on there and that stood out to me because is that something that is is unique to your app? Is that something? Because to me, I would think that as a mineral owner, you would want that. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. So this is one of our favorite features that we have in Mineral Tracker because typically for mineral owners, maybe some of them live in the state, maybe some of them live outside the state. You know, for the, the folks that are living on the farmer ranch that their great-grandparents homesteaded, and now all of a sudden there are wells drilled out there, they're a little bit familiar with what's going on. Mr. Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause, and we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Because you're my pineapple, baby, Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. You know, for the, the folks that are living on the farmer ranch that their great-grandparents homesteaded, and now all of a sudden there are wells drilled out there, they're a little bit familiar with what's going on, um, but... Uh, even for them, and in the same boat as the folks who are living out in California or living somewhere 
very far removed from the actual activity taking place in North Dakota. Um, it highlights where these wells are actually going 10,000 feet beneath the surface of the earth. So you can go on the mineral tracker, enter your wells, and it's going to highlight them on a map for you. And you're going to be able to see not only where that surface location is, but you're going to be able to trace and see where the two mile lateral 10,000 feet uh, below your feet actually is going. Um, so we think it's incredibly valuable. Talk to me about how the uh, monthly royalty payment estimates happen and, and what kind of how that looks in terms of if you're a, 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 somebody with minerals. How, how does that uh, get delivered, I guess, and, and what sort of presentation? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the monthly revenue estimates that we're coming up with, um, we think that it's really necessary because what we've noticed about a lot of mineral owners is that they they maybe don't necessarily think that something is going wrong, but they don't have any peace of mind knowing that things are actually going uh, exactly right, that no mistakes are being made. Um, the monthly revenue estimates is something that we think is really important because what it does is it's pulling together information from multiple sources uh, to be able to say this is how much your check from operator A should have been for this month. And if you're able to go off that third party estimate and see that it's really close to the check that you actually got um, and the amounts are matching up, then we think that you can put a nice green check mark right by that month saying that it's uh, that nothing happened that month. There's nothing to look into. Um, if it's far off from what uh, from what your actual check is, there may be something to look into, and maybe it requires a little bit more diligence to dive in and understand that um, you know everything is being done the right way, and that you're actually getting paid the right amount. And so we make this uh, on the very front of Mineral Tracker. As soon as you log in, um, one of the very first things that you're going to see is an estimate of your previous month's revenue. Um, and we can go all, all the way back to the beginning of uh, the first wells production on your land. And for the pro package, we actually uh, gave, give access to a reservoir engineering database that includes every single well in the state of North Dakota and the projected oil and gas for each one of those wells. Uh, so we've got about 15,000 wells projected right now. Um, and we're able to provide through that an estimate for how much oil and how much gas is going to be made for each mineral owner's well up to 10 years into the future. Uh, so that is something that is incredibly unique to Mineral Tracker and uh, not available through any other source, most definitely. That's rather interesting. Um, I could see where that could actually be beneficial for banks to look at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, I mean, so in addition to, um, you know, working with individual mineral owners, we found that a lot of banks, a lot of uh, financial institutions, trust departments, they see this as incredibly valuable because they're, they're obviously very interested in gauging uh, what forward looking revenue actually looks like. And for oil and gas wells, there's really no better way to estimate what that's going to be than uh, looking at um, forward-looking decline curves that we're able to put together because of our reservoir engineering backgrounds. Um, these wells decline over time. They don't. Uh, they don't stay the same. They don't uh, produce the same amount of oil yesterday um, as they do today. And so it's important to be able to estimate what that decline is going to look like going into the future. Um, and so that's something that's incredibly unique to us. I could see where pretty soon, over a very short period of time. Uh, the state is going to be coming to you guys and asking for some of your information because, uh, well, and, and the reason I say that is this this story, I don't know how mainstream it is, but it's very common amongst people 
in a certain circle, which is that Google is actually better at finding hotspots of outbreaks of colds and viruses than the CDC because of the, the searches that people do on, the, on their Google searches and everything like that. that, that that's where I'm going with it, whereas it, it seems like you guys are really getting some real micro data to where I could see like the state or other organizations coming to you and saying, can we see your guys' projections? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, definitely. If they uh, if they want to open up that dialogue, we'd be happy to have it. Um, we think that what we've built is, you know, not just valuable to individual mineral owners, although we think it is incredibly valuable to you know individuals. It's this is valuable to uh, much larger entities. And uh, yeah, if the if the state wants to start talking about it, we're, we're all ears. All right, I'll take my commission check on the back end. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the reference. Uh, yeah, no, no problem thanks. there. I, I think I just started the dialogue there. Um, <laughs> So uh, the, the other question is, this is kind of a, a odd question, but some people, of course, listening don't have minerals. So they're going, well, what do I care? And you know what? They may, maybe they shouldn't. But there's some people listening that don't have minerals. And I'm thinking of, like, say, engineers or uh, people who just like to watch the stock markets or just people who like information, you know. Um, do you have to have minerals to do this or can you observe as a layman or for professional reasons? Talk to me about your customer and ex- exclusivity, non-exclusivity, that sort of thing. Yeah, that is a, that's a really great question, Jason. So I would say that, yeah, you do not need to own minerals in order to benefit from Mineral Tracker. As an example, just last week, I was up at the University of North Dakota talking to the, uh, the student section of the Society of Petroleum Engineers up there. Um, and I encouraged every engineer, uh, every student that was there to go out and sign up for a free uh, mineral tracker profile because it's, it's really built as an education tool. It's not something where I need to own the minerals within a certain well to be able to access the data to that well. That data is um, available publicly. And what we're doing with mineral tracker is we're really taking that publicly available data and putting it into a really easy to use analysis tool um, that uh, puts together a uh, a really nice, well-defined picture of what a mineral asset could look like. So you don't need to um, own minerals in order to bolster your understanding of uh, oil and gas activity in North Dakota. You can do that through Mineral Tracker just as a layman or just as someone who's curious about finding out more. All right, so let's kind of do a little, little bit of a summary and overview, that sort of thing. Now, originally, what we started talking about was kind of your guys' big news, your your company news, that you've got a new subscription plan. So let's just kind of do a summary of that real quick to kind of reset, let people know that you guys have uh, offered up some new services, some new offers that people should probably take take advantage of. And this isn't like a, a, a slumber supermarket sale here, folks. This is, you know, I mean, this is for like, you know, adult stuff here. So I, that's, <laughs> I always tell people when I listen to Van Morrison, like, you know, this is adult music. Sorry. It's, you know, <laughs> so sometimes, you know, you just got to have adult conversations and, you know, Mineral Tracker kind of is one of those, one of those things, right? I mean, it's, I mean, I can't imagine you guys have a Twitch account or do you? <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, no, t- talk about uh, your, your subscription services and things like that that you guys have going. 
Yeah, definitely. So I would just, you know, to back up, I think that ultimately the idea that we uh, that we originally came to, the problem that we saw was that mineral owners in the state of North Dakota had a lot of very important questions. They had a lot of needs. No one was out there uh, finding a way to help them. Um, we started Mineral Tracker based on this idea that we can use our experience as reservoir engineers, uh, as oil and gas guys in the state of North Dakota to benefit um mineral owners in the state of North Dakota. And ultimately through a technology, not just a handful of mineral owners, but we're hoping that almost all mineral owners in the state of North Dakota go out and use our services. Um, What we realized along the way was that we can help a lot of people through a paid subscription service, but there are a lot of people out there too that still have questions. They still have needs. They still are gaining um, significant income, uh, but $99 a month is a little prohibitive. And so we wanted to create a way to uh, service and help those folks um, for free. And we think that ultimately what we've created is a marketplace where mineral owners can go to understand, find help uh, for everything related to their mineral assets. Um, and that by making making it free, we've really opened it up to everybody. So we're incredibly excited about it. We're getting a lot of new people signing up. Mr. Joel Brown, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. I am washed by the water, even when the rain falls. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. And that by making making it free, we've really opened it up to everybody. So we're incredibly excited about it. We're getting a lot of new people signing up. And for anybody uh, listening today, I would just encourage them to go to MineralTracker.com and check it out and sign up for a free account. MineralTracker.com, and I'm looking at your About Us page, Mineral Management Services, offering partner, organize, audit, review, liaison. And I'd like to kind of conclude uh, the interview a little bit about that liaison bit. And, <laughs> well, it's, it's a good way to end, you know, in terms of yeah. it's really really the oil and gas industry um, is, is an interesting industry that you can actually make a – in a sub industry, micro industry, out of being a liaison, you know, I mean, because there's it's such a relationship business that uh, that I just that stood out to me a little bit. So talk to me a little bit about that part of your service, because I think 
there's a lot of people in the oil and gas industry that uh, pre-qualify people based on their liaison, you know, their, their drive behind. Does that make sense to you at all? I mean, you're in Watford City, so I would think it would. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're bringing up a really good point, Jason. So um, because because of our background, because we're, we're engineers, because we've worked in oil and gas for such a long time, and we've really kind of come... Uh, to a different side of the table to support mineral owners in the state of North Dakota. Um, but because of our experience, we speak the language. We understand uh, oil companies. We understand how they operate. Um, and so we're able to step in uh, to a situation where maybe there's a correction that needs to take place. Maybe a mistake has been made and it needs to be rectified. We can step into the middle of that situation and be able to facilitate that actually um, occurring. Uh, because we speak both the language of the mineral owner and the language of the oil company. Um, another really good example, something that you brought up, uh, this industry being so about relationships, um, a, a situation that we see arise a lot is that a mineral owner has received a offer in the mail from some company they've never heard of um, offering to buy their minerals. And when they look at the number, it's a really big number. And so they are really thinking about it. Um, what we've uh, started doing a lot of is kind of stepping into that situation as well and helping that mineral owner connect not only to the one company that already sent them a letter, but to a large number of companies who buy minerals, all have good reputations, um, so that they can be sure that they're actually getting the right price. And without that relationship, without them knowing who to contact, uh, they're really just stuck with the first offer that they got if they want to sell. So I think that's a really good example of another place that we step in and we're able to help. Joel Brown, co-founder of mineraltracker.com with us here. Hey, you got a couple of minutes for a Watford City update or? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What awesome. do you want to know, Jason? Well, I tell you what, anytime we get somebody, you know, living day to day down in the boots and boots on the ground and that sort of thing, whether it's down in the Permian, whether it's in the Niobrara, whether it's in the Bach, and we just like to get a uh, first eye view, a bird's eye view, like I said, an ear to the rail and a boots on the ground. You're in Watford City, which is the epicenter of the Bach and boom. Of course, a lot of people mm -hmm. in Texas they think Williston is the, you know, the, where it's at, kind of like, you know, Permian, Midland, that sort of thing. Right. Um, Watford City is really right where in, in the heart of it to where Watford has grown from, what, five to 15,000 in the last several years, something like that in population? <laughs> Pretty close. So I, I actually, so I, I graduated from uh, Watford City High School when Watford was 1,300 people. Uh, today, the estimates are close to something like 8,000 living in Watford City and in the uh, in McKenzie County, which Watford City is the seat of, uh, somewhere above twenty thousand is the estimate. So, um, it's a it's a different world than when I was growing up here. But uh, I I love Watford. It is um, it's a really fun place to live right now. I actually got a chance to move back to Watford uh, from Denver, and I I have a lot of fun here. I really enjoy it. Um, things right now are they they feel very very busy out here we're running 60 rigs in the state approximately um so certainly not what we were experiencing at the height of the boom in 2013 2014 um but what we're running into right now is that we are really hurting for um workforce we do not have the people right now to staff uh as much work as we want to accomplish here in the oil and gas industry. Um, it's becoming a pretty tremendous problem for us. So we're doing some pretty exciting things in McKinsey County right now to try to incentivize 
um, more affordable housing being put up, more and really more just available housing being put up uh, to try to supplement that workforce need. But um, do, we, we love Watford. There are a lot of exciting things going on here. Do you know any uh, specific task or skill that would satisfy a lot of the hires? I know if somebody has a CDL license, they can get hired tomorrow at a thousand places. Um, yeah, absolutely. So CDL, is, is there any, you know, I mean, cause we're talking to a, a lot of these different, you know, North Dakota job service places and companies and that sort of thing. And everybody's hiring, but a lot of them do require a special skill or a certification, correct? Yeah, a lot of them do. The uh, The CDL is a really good example of that. We have a absolutely tremendous need up here right now for um, truck drivers, for uh, licensed CDL drivers. One of the things that we're doing here in McKinsey County is we've actually uh, developed a program called the Skills Initiative um, to help kind of train workforce as they come and as they're here. Uh, so one of the examples is that through um, through the Skills Initiative, uh, we're able to actually offer CDL training um, here in McKinsey County. Um, so we're trying to come up with some creative ways to make sure that if workforce wants to be here in Watford, we want to make sure they have the skills um, necessary to be able to work in the industry. How about the housing there in Watford? If you're there daily, that type of thing. Um, I had Dean Bankson on last week where it's shown that there's been like almost zero investment the last couple of years in the uh, Bakken housing and a few other things to where really the only infrastructure investments are in the gas plants and the pipelines. Um, how, how about the, how's it going there? I mean, cause people built, you know, last few years and they're, they're finishing up construction and the, the, we're still pumping out a million barrels a day. So, I mean, you know, life is still inching along, but when life inches along, it doesn't make the headlines. So are people still selling houses or are they getting foreclosed upon or are you even qualified to even say anything like that from Watford? It seems like they're growing. <laughs> yeah, we, we are. And really, I think the number one uh, issue that we have in trying to address our workforce needs right now in Watford City and McKinsey County is just lack of housing. Um, the housing market up here is uh, a little bit stagnant in that there, over the past couple of years, there has not been much investment in housing. Early on in the boom, there was a lot of development. And then when the, uh, when the bust took place in late 2014 into 2015 and 2016, it kind of scared off a lot of the development. And so as we saw in 2017 and 2018, things start to pick up on the oil side. Uh, housing did not pick up with it, which has left us in a little bit of a bind right now. Mr. Joel Brown, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. We're going to continue the conversation with Joel Brown with MineralTracker.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. jump over the candlestick why don't you do now like the millionaires do put your stuff on the market that you can make a million too
down by the jail Sign on the front porch saying Hot stuff for sale Why don't you do now Like the millionaires do Put your stuff on the market You can make a million too Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we conclude our conversation with Joel Brown, co-founder of MineralTracker.com, living in the heart of the Bakken oil boom in Watford City. They're making significantly more money. It's really hard to keep uh, keep construction crews. That's still staffed. going on, huh? I remember yeah, back in the because we've got that workforce issue. We need we need lots of people working up here right now. There was a problem when the uh, Bakken boom first back in 2012, 13, 14 when it was at its height. Um, there there was a electric company on the east side of North Dakota slash Minnesota that they had to stop sending their crews out to Western North Dakota because. Uh, Electricians, pipe fitters, and uh, plumbers are like are, are like d- d- demigods out there. I mean, they're just. I mean, you know, they're they're so rare. They're like a, a, a albino white elk sighting. You know, it's just it's hard to come by. And so these guys would go out to eat at night, right? And they'd go into the restaurant bar and they'd sit and watch the football, baseball, basketball game, and have a suds and a pizza. And pretty soon they'd have a job offer doubling their salary, and they wouldn't come back to the east side of the state. And so this this company just got left in the lurch. And guess what? They had to rehire them because there's such a shortage of pipe fitters, welders and electricians in the state that (laughs) so it's 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 weird to hear that that's still kind of a problem. But on the development contract side, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. What we've got here is really a big, you know, it's a chicken and egg situation. We have this tremendous workforce need up here that is driving really high salaries. Um, It's a very competitive uh, environment here for um, gaining workforce for your company. Um, But part of that is because we don't have enough housing here to uh, encourage people to move here. And so we need we need more housing and we need uh, to address the workforce needs. And once we do that, then maybe we can actually get some contractors uh, to keep uh, building houses out here. 
well, I tell you, people, go to mineraltracker.com and, and talk to Joel Brown, and he'll set you up with the right people. I mean, if you're looking to make some money building homes, you know, if, if you got a little <laughs> bit of time and strategy, you can do it. That's, that's what I'm hearing is that you just can't drive out there and do it. You kind of have to have your ducks in a row, and then you can do it pretty easily, but it just has to be done methodically. That's what kind of what I'm hearing because if it's that competitive a workplace, it's so hard because you want to, as much as you want a guy to be loyal to your company, at the same time, if he's getting double the amount of resources to pay, you know, to help support his family, it's really hard to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to be mad at him for that because, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, he's not an owner. He's just an employee or whatever the case is. So anyway, yeah. um, how about some of the businesses out there in Watford? It's been, a, you know, we're talking three years now. Looking back, are, are some of those supporting businesses sticking around? Are, are we getting new things popping up? I saw that... Uh, I, th- I think you guys had a place serving gyros or euros or something like that. <laughs> euros. <laughs> Didn't you yeah, have that? Yeah, in the... that's right. We, no one really knew how to pronounce it out here. It was the first time we'd ever seen a gyro. So. <laughs> but uh, how's, how's the place looking for the, you know, they call it the quality of life. I call it secondary, you know, ancillary businesses. But how's the quality of life looking in Watford these days? I, I love living in Watford right now. I think Watford is a really exciting place to be, partially because of how much um, this community has invested in quality of life issues. We've got uh, some great restaurants out here. Um, a uh, One that wasn't here three years ago is Stonehome uh, Brewing. It's a microbrewery and pizza place here in Watford, and they are just awesome. We've got a uh, uh, Another place open up called JL Beers that uh, serves excellent, uh, excellent burgers. Um, one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen, something that does not exist, I believe, in another community the size of Watford is the Rough Rider Center, um, which is a absolutely massive convention and uh, sports facility um, located right out by the high school. It is just kind of stunning to see it. Um, so we've got we have a lot going on in Watford as far as quality of life. I mean, and it doesn't hurt to be, you know, 20 minutes away from Lake Sakakawea and boating and fishing and ice fishing in the winter and 10 minutes away from the Matahay Trail, which is a 100 mile world class mountain biking trail to the south. I think Watford is a is actually a pretty great place quality of life wise. How about the river? Is there any activity on the river? Uh, well, we had some activity on the river just recently, but not necessarily good. We had a bunch of ice dams uh, break up and had some pretty tremendous flooding actually out in the uh, western portion of the um, of the county. Well, at least at least those land, at least you'll Claire. get some crops out there or you get some nice. Uh, who knows? Maybe some <laughs> new sage bushes will grow out there. Yeah. Um, but is that is that little little Missouri right? Yeah, no, the, the Little Missouri runs straight through the uh, the northern unit of the um, Theodore Roosevelt National Park. So outside of paddle, is, paddleboard fi- or paddlefish fishing, uh, snogging or snagging, they call it, uh, is there, <laughs> is there, I mean, can, is it like the Missouri River where you can take a, you know, a jet ski on there or is it mostly just fishing and... Well, definitely not in the park. Okay. <laughs> not the Little Missouri, at least, but... The Little Missouri, it's a lot of fun to canoe or kayak okay. down. It's just breathtaking scenery. Um, you know, it runs through the Badlands. It runs through the park. Uh, it's The levels are pretty high right now, so it's not a bad time to get out there. Water's still a little bit cold. Um, but uh, as far as fishing goes, I'd probably head north up to Lake Sakakawea yeah. for me. Yeah, no, I was just thinking of some of the, I, I know you guys are right, it's right on the river, Watford, right? I mean, it's 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 right there, and uh, if not real close by, I mean, it's a, it's a close drive if you're not on it. And um, 
it's a close drive. Yeah, and so I just I think of you know when it comes to rivers like on the east side you have the Red River which is you can't really do anything with it. <laughs> you know it's just it just flows yeah. north and it's mucky and even the fish. It's like the second cleanest river in the United States, and no one will eat the fish out of there because they lack pigment because they don't <laughs> they can't get any sunlight. So you you know you pull a northern out, and it's like pale green looking for a northern. So everybody's like gross, and they throw it back. And um, yep. and then the, there's undertoes and cars and shards of glass and dead bodies. You know, so nobody really wants to. <laughs> You can't swim in it. So, and in, in Missouri River in Bismarck, on the other hand, it's like a lake. I mean, you can mm-hmm. treat it just like a regular lake, and they got sandbars and all kinds of different things. So, I just wasn't familiar with the Watford City, um, little Missouri recreational area type thing. But even painting the picture of getting on a canoe and canoeing through the Badlands, what a great way to spend a oh, Saturday yeah. afternoon. Now, that's the quality of life stuff that uh, that they've been trying to really highlight out there in the in the uh, Bakken oil fields. You know. Yeah, definitely. I, I look at where Watford is situated, actually. I mean, we're, we're 20 minutes away from Lake Sakakawea, um, which is, uh, you know, um, at Garrison Dam, they dammed up the, uh, the Missouri River and created Lake Sakakawea. So there's some really tremendous fishing. There's tremendous boating out in Lake Sakakawea, only 20 minutes away from Watford. Um, to the south, we've got the Theodore Roosevelt National Park that's about uh, 10 to 15 minutes to the south. And there you've got the Little Missouri, which is great for canoeing. You've got the Matahe Trail, which is tremendous for bike riding and for horse horseback riding and hiking. Um, we've got, we, I mean, as far as being able to do outdoorsy things, I don't think there's a better place in the state than Wofford, honestly. And that's going to do it for today's program. Thank you very much, Joel Brown, co-founder of MineralTracker.com. If you'd like to access or listen to the whole interview, the entire interview, go to thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. All of the interviews are exclusive. Check them out at thecrudelife.com. Social media, over 350,000 within our social media network between the Facebooks and the YouTubes and the Twitters and the Tweeters and all those different websites, LinkedIn's. Thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank Joel Brown, co-founder of MineralTracker.com, for joining us here on today's program. We'll be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. And for those of you streaming us online, thank you very much. And those of you access us via iTunes and the other podcast platforms, we appreciate it very much. We know there's a million places to get your content today. So thank you very much. We bring you exclusive interviews, one-of-a-kind ideas, and occasionally some paperboy talk like we did earlier today. We're going to have that super-duper paperboy processing we used to go collect money when we were 10 years old supporting people's drinking habits habits conversations absolutely that's coming up in the multimedia cafe all right from the staff at the multimedia cafe my name is jason spies asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice
the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 